Ron Wotus has been a loyal and beloved figure in the Giants organization for decades. Is he a legitimate candidate to be the Giants' next manager? You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Please check us out there or wherever. And most importantly, please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And where we get started today is by checking out Ron Wotus. Ron Wotus is a name that comes up a lot when we're talking about the San Francisco Giants managerial search, which, let's be honest, made my job a lot easier in the month of October with the Giants not being in the playoffs. This is going to dominate the headlines for us for the entire month. I imagine that this this will... I mean, the Giants have stated that they want to get this done with by the time free agency starts, and that starts... I believe it's like exactly five days after the World Series ends. So basically about a month from now. And, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to be done with it like a week prior to that. So this is going to dominate our show for a long time. And we're going to get rumors about who they've interviewed, not rumors, but probably reports about who they've interviewed and whatnot. And one of the things that Farhan Zaidi said in his like postmortem press conference the other day in the Giants dugout was that they were going to probably interview interview one or two internal candidates. He said one or two internal candidates this week and that next week they would start calling teams asking for permission to interview coaches who are currently under staff with other teams. And again, as I've said repeatedly, the general rule is that teams allow permission as long as it's a promotion. And so if you're, as long as you're talking about anyone who's not a manager, it would be a promotion if they're a coach. So anyway, when we're talking about internal candidates, one of those guys would be like one of the one of someone who is an internal candidate would be Ron Wotus. Now, I'm not sure he even gets an interview. That may shock some of you. It may not, but let me tell you why. And we will go through the pros and cons and why there, he has a lot of support among a lot of people, but I'm not sure. I'm just being honest. I'm not sure he even gets an interview. For me, it matters that in 2019, when the Giants were searching for a manager after Bruce Bochy 
retired. Uh, they interviewed Ron Wotus, and he did not make it past the initial round. I don't know how many rounds there were, but what, what we certainly know is he wasn't a finalist. When we were talking about finalists, it was Joe Espada, Gabe Kapler, and Matt Quattro. I can never say his name. Quattraro. I'm not even sure that's how you pronounce it. But anyway, regardless, Ron Wood is interviewed for this job. He's also, by the way, interviewed for tons of managerial openings over the years with other teams. And he has never gotten hired. So I feel bad for him for that reason. I'm going to tell you a personal story. I met Ron Wotus once in Detroit. Yes, that's right. Because, um, you know, my family was gracious enough when I was, you know, still living at home, teenage years, whatever. Uh, they would take me and my brother on trips every year we would go on a trip to some road cities to, to watch the Giants play baseball and one year I think it was in actually I think it it may have been in 2012 or I don't know it was the year when uh, Brian Wilson took out the cooler in the dugout in Detroit because we were sitting with seats where we could see him uh destroying the cooler with a baseball bat in the dugout, which was awesome. <laughs> Although the, I think he blew that save, so it wasn't so awesome. But anyway, I believe that was 2012 because I believe they returned later that year and won the World Series there, and that that was the, the thing. Um, but anyway, I met Ron Wotus, my whole family did, in the elevator because we were staying at the same hotel as the team. Uh, and... Like we're just standing in the elevator, and in walks Ron Wotus. Like we're, the, you know, the doors hadn't. We're in the lobby level, and the doors hadn't closed yet. And in in walks Ron Wotus, and we're all decked out in our Giants gear. So he obviously knows um, we're there for them, you know. And he was so nice, and he was like, "Hi, I'm Ron Wotus," and and he he just like was so humble and unassuming. And he like, I don't remember if we shook hands or whatnot, but he, he was, he just had this aura about him that was really, um, it stuck with me. I mean, I, to this day, I vividly remember that interaction. And not only that, the man let me, he took off. So it was definitely post 2010. He took off his world series ring that he was wearing and he put it in my hand. So I got to I got to hold a Giants 2010 World Series ring and the thing was heavy in my hand because Ron Wotus was nice enough. I was you know young. I wasn't like a child, but I probably was a teenager. And you know, Ron that's just the kind of guy I think that Ron Wotus is. And so that's just an example, a personal example. Um you know, and I, I, I felt the thing. It was heavy. I don't know if I put it on, but I just felt like I can't believe he trusted me to hold on to that thing. Like, what if I dropped it and it fell down the elevator chute? Like, I don't know. I just I thought it was um, very classy of him. And he just struck me as I mean, like we were talking about yesterday with uh, Stephen Vogt being the antithesis of Gabe Kapler in a way in terms of the 
putting people at ease and the likability factor. I think that Ron Wotus absolutely has that as well. And yet, what did I just say? I'm not sure he gets an interview. And and a lot of that is because they interviewed him last time and he didn't get past the first round. And we've got the latest from Alex Pavlovich on the uh, Giants Talk podcast that came out today, at least on YouTube. I watched it um, after it was published today. And this is a direct quote from Alex Pavlovich, who says, quote, I'll, I'll just say what I know of the behind the scenes stuff is I don't think Ron Wotus would be at the top of Farhan's list, end quote. So there you have it. I mean, there's a case to be made that like, okay, well, maybe uh, Farhan Zaidi isn't the one who ultimately makes the final call here. Maybe he kind of lost some of his pull when he hired Gabe Kapler, which turned out to backfire. So under those circumstances, like perhaps there's a fit there. But I want to discuss this more and about why, even though like there is an argument you know, and it goes beyond just personability. I just want to get more into this topic about what would, what are the pros and cons of Ron Wotus as a potential manager of the San Francisco Giants? Because I do think it warrants serious consideration. So we will get more into that discussion in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are here, which means time is running out to for your chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is right now, and especially with the postseason going on and studs like Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts and, you know, I hate naming Dodgers, but yeah, so we'll we'll forget about Betts. Studs like Ronald Acuna uh, playing in the playoffs, and uh, we've got all our division series set, and with Sleeper, you just can head over, head on over to the app, which is super easy to use. I use it myself all the time. And you just pick a game. And within each game, you can pick a player. And then you can just simply take over or under, more or less, on your favorite baseball stats, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, uh, and more, for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code Locked On and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, as promised, more on Ron Wotus as a as a legitimate managerial candidate. I don't want to write him off here like saying, oh, I don't know that he'll even get an interview. I'm just being real. Like, I don't know that he'll even get an interview, especially after reading that quote from Alex Pavlovich. If the organization is legitimately like giving Zaidi more rope and allowing him to kind of lead this charge again, because he did say, he did say during this postmortem that at the end, like towards the end of the process, then these candidates will meet with the board, you know, and Greg Johnson and Buster Posey and Larry Bear and all that. So that makes it sound sound like Farhan is leading the charge. And so to those who think, you know, 
Greg Johnson or Larry Bear are going to like take over this process and hand pick the manager. It doesn't sound that way. And maybe some of you are disappointed in that. I personally continue to have faith in Farhan Zaidi. And you may call me a fool if you wish. And some of you will, for sure, <laughs> in the comments below. And hey, that's all right. But um, anyway, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers, guess what? We're going to do a mailbag episode. A lot has changed since our last mailbag. We did a mailbag last Friday. And then after the episode came out, Gabe Kapler was fired. So we have not done a post-Gabe Kapler firing mailbag. And that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. And there's going to be some juicy material. So please be sure to come back for that. Anyway, the pros and cons of Ron Wotus as a potential manager. So I gave that personal story and that took up a lot of time. But I think it speaks volumes to just, it's just an example of the character. And I think we all know it because he's been around so long. He's He has been in the organization under when Dusty Baker was the manager, when Bruce Bochy was the manager, and when Gabe Kapler was the manager. He was the longest tenured coach in Giants history or MLB history. I mean, he, he, I mean, those are three, I guess there's probably a lot of similar, Felipe Alou, excuse me, I forgot as well, uh, in the middle between Baker and Bochi, but the man has decades of experience and is extremely on, like in touch with the Giants way. And I think that that's a big box to check in the next manager. The issue that I see, the issue that I see is that I just think he's too far away from Farhan Zaidi. And some of you may think, well, Zaidi's the problem and Wotus is the solution. And so they should get rid of Zaidi or they need to bring in someone who's far away from Farhan Zaidi. But my point is that they have to work together. And I know there were reports that both Bruce Bochy and Farhan Zaidi were like surprised by how well they were able to work together in 2019. So that's a fair kind of counter argument to what I'm saying. But at the same time, like if Farhan Zaidi is leading this process and he's already interviewed Wotus in the past and Wotus already didn't make it far in the process in the past and we've got this Alex Pavlovich comment that I don't know like what exactly that means, where like who... Where exactly is that coming from? I don't know. But all signs point to it's unlikely that Ron Wotus would be the manager. I th- and when I say that he's too far away from Farhan Zaidi, I'm just not, sh- I just think that they're incompatible in a way in terms of, you know, the players Zaidi will bring in and the way that Ron Wotus would use them. It just wouldn't. I think that you Kapler is like on the far extreme. And I think Wotus is on kind of the other far extreme. And I believe, I mean, I think Zaidi is on the Kapler extreme. They were both on that far extreme. But I don't think the solution is bringing in someone on the total other extreme, 
let's just stop with the extremes. And I think that even Zaidi like recognizes that a little moderation. I don't think two extreme opposites equals moderation. I think what what we're looking for here is more of moderation in the manager and that Zaidi will kind of allow for that as opposed to like, I think you're going to have butting heads if uh, it just, it's just, I don't see the fit with Ron Wotus as great of a guy as he is, as much as he probably deserved an opportunity at some point with, at some point with some team. Uh, I'm not sure he even wants to interview you know, because he's already been rejected so many times, including by Farhan Zaidi. Like, does does Wotus even want to be a part of this process? That's a fair question, too. Maybe he's above this. Maybe he's like, nah, I'm not doing this for you. But he's he's just a stand-up guy. As my personal example from Detroit, I think, kind of shows. What about Pat Burrell, though? Totally switching gears here momentarily, and I apologize if you can hear my computer uh, sweating, the fan running. That's like the first time. It's hot today, and so the fan is running on my computer, even though I've shut down all the other applications except the recording software. Anyway, um, if you hear something, that's what it is. But Pat the Bat, what about this guy? I think that that's an intriguing name because Pat Burrell, he finished out his playing career quite a while ago. I mean, he like when Farhan Zaidi um, was talking about, I think he was asked the question, would you hire a first-time manager? Like straight point blank question like that. And his answer was like, yeah, uh, you know, if, if, we're talking about, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't remember exactly how it went. But at some point he said, like, if we're talking about a player who recently finished out a long playing career uh, and would be able to effectively recruit players, I, I should find the exact quote, but I'm pretty much nailing it. There's like one other element to that, of what to what he said there. But basically... That's what he said. But Pepperell, I mean, he retired. He His last season was 2011 with the Giants. Um, so that's not recent. We're talking, that's 12 years ago. And uh, he does work in the Giants organization. I'm not sure exactly what his title is. It was noteworthy that during the post-mortem press conference, Zaidi talked about how he had just, that that he was on the phone with Pat Burrell on his way to the press conference. And so that kind of sets off a little alarm bell when you just, when you, when we're digging for clues here, when you talk about, Oh, I was just on the phone with Pat Burrell. Like, why were you on the phone with him? What were you talking about? I think he, he said what he was talking about, but anyway, Pat Burrell, he was a great, he was only here for, like one and a half seasons, but he made quite the impression. Uh, and just, I don't think the Giants win the World Series, certainly in 2010 without him, maybe not even make the playoffs. And then who knows if they don't win in 2010, like maybe they don't win in 2012 or 14 either. And so Pat the Bat, I mean, this guy's kind of like 
a, a, like an icon in San Francisco, even though his time here was brief. And it's great that he works in the organization. A little bit surprising that the Phillies didn't kind of scoop him up for some kind of job because I feel like his legacy there was even I don't know I don't want to say greater but was he there for the World Series team yeah 2008 right yeah he was there was that 2008 when they won yeah so and I mean he was he was a number one overall draft pick and just listening to him talk like he's really got like a, a mind and an eye for scouting and so I think that's kind of what he does is like player development and scouting and stuff like that. And uh, I think he brings a lot of that, like instantly commands respect, like the players. He's a, he understands like players and relates to players. And and so it checks a lot of the same boxes as Stephen Vogt, a little more serious than Stephen Vogt, a little more, um, yeah, just serious, I guess, is how I would put it. Although he is... There is, you know, <laughs> the machine. Does anyone remember the machine? Like Brian Wilson's neighbor who like walks around with a. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, just YouTube Brian Wilson, the machine and realize that that was allegedly Pat Burl, who was the machine. Um, Very interesting. <laughs> very interesting stuff. So anyway, I don't know. I, I do think Burl's a candidate. And Wotus is a possible candidate. I just don't think it's likely, even though I feel like there's a large number of people who are rooting for it to be Wotus. I I personally just would be very surprised if that ends up being the choice that they make. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to totally switch gears and we're going to talk about Yo- Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who Farhan Zaidi called one of the best pitchers on the planet. And he's going to be available this offseason. All about that in just a minute. And before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by Bunches. Locked on Giants fans, you may have heard us talk about the free new app just for sports fans called Bunches. Bunches is a new social network built for sports fans. No politics, no doom and gloom, unless you're a Yankees fan. Just sports. They've recently released a new scoreboard feature that lets you check live scores in the app and chat about live games as they happen. You can chat about any of these playoff games. I'm so excited. It's so much fun watching the playoffs, even though the Giants aren't in them. And, you know, if there's a compelling game going on, just hop into that uh, game's chat and talk about it live with other fans. Also, you can join the Locked On Bunch by clicking the link in the show notes uh, slash description uh, to get the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. Bunches is the free app where sports fans chat and the Locked On MLB group chat is on Bunches. There, uh, go there now and connect with other baseball fans, chat about your favorite team, the Giants, and keep up with the latest MLB news. And if you have a question about today's episode or something, drop it in the Locked On MLB Bunch on Bunches. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can click the link in the description slash show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. 
Alrighty, as promised, I gotta say this right. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Uh, this was the Giants Talk podcast with Alex Pavlovich. Like I said, I watched it this morning and I'm sweating. Oh my goodness, it's hot. It's hot over here today. If you're in the Bay Area, stay cool. It's a hot, too bad the Giants aren't in the, aren't in the playoffs. It's always kind of fun, right? When that October summer comes around, you know, the warmest month of the year in San Francisco. It's like 85 and I'm not in San Francisco, but I checked. It's hot in San Francisco today. So that would have been kind of cool or not cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of hot. Uh, night. Think about a night game with some heat. Man, I wish I wish the city was a little warmer for ba- for baseball purposes. Anyway, I am going way off the rails here. Thanks again for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. Coming up tomorrow, oh, it's going to be juicy. A mailbag edition of the show, our first post Gabe Kapler firing mailbag edition of the show. We had a lot of great questions last time. I will keep those and look through them. I will not just discard them because they're not going to be related to Kapler getting fired. But I think obviously things have changed. And so coming up tomorrow, a fresh batch mixed in maybe with some of the other ones. Um, So yes, but free agency, that's like what's going to dominate the headline, like free agency, free agency doesn't start until after the playoffs are over. And so we get to enjoy the playoffs. I hope I would, you know, the playoffs are fun to watch, even if you're not for me. And if you're a baseball fan, like just check out these games. You know, there's a lot of former giants running around here, like Donovan Solano's on the twins, Carlos Correa, who was never technically a giant out here making like winning plays for the twins. Brandon Belt striking out with the Blue Jays getting eliminated. Uh, Evan Longoria is out here on the Diamondbacks, and they're going to take on the Dodgers. There's a lot of former Giants just running around in the playoffs right now. And what was my point of that? I don't, I don't know. Oh, just that um, the Giants' managerial search is going to take up this chunk of time while the playoffs are going on simultaneously. But then once that ends and they have a new manager, it's going to completely transition to free agency. And free agency for the Giants is going to be very interesting because, look, I'm not going to sit here and make promises about they're going to make a big move because I really kind of did that last offseason. And to be fair, they clearly like intended to. Now, don't come after me saying it doesn't count that they tried. I know that. That's not the point. They, The point is they had probably countless hours of talks and negotiations and sit-downs with Carlos Correa and contract offers were exchanged and they said, here, Carlos, here's 13 years 350 million dollars how does that sound to you and he says that sounds good i'll docusign boom virtual signature it's like an intent like basically when once that happens like he he probably does actually docusign something and 
and maybe it's the agency. I don't know. But like basically Carlos Correa was bound to the terms uh, pending a physical. Those famous words pending a physical. And unfortunately, the physical did not go well. And it wasn't just the Giants being chicken because the Mets had the exact same problem when they signed him, quote unquote. And then he ends up signing, well, no, no air quotes there. He ends up signing with the Twins for $150 million less. And so clearly, clearly there was something going on with the physical and the ankle. But I digress. So they, but, but so... I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yes, the Giants, they're going to be in on Otani. They're going to be in on Yamamoto. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not making any promises. They could have the most disappointing offseason. They could disappoint you even more than they disappointed you last year, for all I know. I don't know anything. But what I do know is that Farhan Zaidi called. Yoshi Nobu Yamamoto, one of the best pitchers on the planet. And he said, I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. Like, pretty point blank, just this guy is elite. And again, little alarm bells go off in my ear when you like, why is he why is he saying that? I believe, and and like Farhan Zaidi finds himself in somewhat of a desperate situation. Desperation is not necessarily a good thing, friends. Like, there's a cliche about, like, a general manager or president of baseball operations entering the last year of their contract and and being on the hot seat and that they can make kind of, like, mistakes or whatever because they're uh, fighting for their jobs. I don't really view Farhan that way. I think he's measured enough not to be dumb. But at the same time, like, I think he's smart enough not to be dumb. And what would be dumb would be not kind of dramatically improving this team. Like, if if they just roll into spring training with, like, the same team, (laughs) go ahead, have another disappointing season and you're going to be fired and so you know that's why i would not rule out any of the top guys shohei otani yoshinobu yamamoto there are a lot of really good starting pitchers on the market and yamamoto is one of them apparently i've never seen the guy pitch i've probably seen pitching ninja highlights of him without really connecting the dots like I'm not locked in on these players playing in other countries. There's also a position player in Korea, Jung. I don't want to mess up his name, but Jung, Jung Ho Lee or something. Who and Zaidi mentioned him as well, and about you know how the success of Ha Sung Kim kind of elevates the stock of Jung Ho Lee, Jung Ho Lee. Sorry, I can't. I don't have his name pulled up, but you know. International market is worth paying attention to. And when Zaidi starts responding to questions about specific players out of Asia, it's it's interesting. And, you know, we know they were in on Senga and I'm just tired of them being in on people, but not actually getting them. And I know you are, too. But 
I think that there's a nice little, I think that the, the desperation that probably exists is a good thing. And that maybe it means they go beyond their comfort level to get the guys who are going to be good enough to make this team compelling and good. And you've already got Webb. They're going to bring back Cobb. Kyle Harrison. Di Scofani is under contract. Keaton Wynn. Tristan Beck. And then a whole wave of others coming like Mason Black, Carson Wisenhunt, Hayden Birdsong, Landon Roop. Uh, so they've got some pitching depth. And if they could add like an impact frontline guy to pair with like Webb and then Cobb is third. I know like Pavlovich basically said this exact same thing, but I just totally agree. Like they'd be, they'd be sitting pretty on the position players on the pitching side, starting pitching side. Which is funny because they so weren't this year. Anyway, and plus, oh, not only all those names I mentioned, but potentially Ross Stripling and Sean Manaya. Stripling has said he's coming back. And then potentially Manaya too. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, juicy mailbag. So please come back for that. And please respond on Twitter to when I... I'm going to ask for questions. So if you want to ask a question, go on Twitter tonight for the prompt. Uh, once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. I really can't because it's going to be juicy. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.